I like never do this in front of the computer, but um, <laughs> I'm really, really trying to like organize as much as possible. And uh, cleaning up my email is one of those things. So I've been getting like a lot of new sounds because I've been trying to finish all these projects. Um, I don't know, something is like pushing me, pushing me to like finish things, even though um, I've been starting a lot of stuff and then not necessarily finishing. Like I've even done full tracks and then like not even worried about the, the mixing and the mastering. But uh, <laughs> one particular thing I've learned about myself as an artist is like sometimes I'm, <laughs> um, you know, that's why I call myself like a time traveling DJ because sometimes I'll do stuff like way far in advance and then like not even think about it and be like this is bad or this is shitty and then I'll stumble upon it like sometime later and it'll become useful like in that moment like not not anywhere near the moment that I'm like making it or creating it um but sometime later so maybe this is that um <laughs> I probably looking at everything that I have and like everything that I've recovered over the last few weeks I probably have enough for an album um, but then, um, I'm kind of, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's, like, a fault or if it's a good thing, that I'm kind of a perfectionist in this way that, like, I don't really see myself putting out, like, an actual album that doesn't have, like, a theme or, like, a story, like, all, all of my, my, um, album concepts are concepts albums, um, so that's, that's, um, that's the truth. I don't know. I can't really... Ooh, I have a hardstyle sample pack. <laughs> cool. I didn't know that. Or I did. And then I just forgot. Because I've been... So I've just been, like, collecting things. Because um, I kind of, like, outgrew, um, like, the Ableton factory presets. Or, like, a lot of the... A lot of what I actually just had or was working with was, like... I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't have a lot of fucking room on my computer, so I've been going through trying to clear it, and it's just been fucking. It's been. It's been horrible. <laughs> there was like a. There was like a period of like uh, I don't know, maybe like a week, where I just like didn't sleep. Like I didn't stay up for the full week, but like I'm pretty sure like I was sleeping in patches of like twenty minutes and like an hour, like two or three hours, and then like getting up and fucking getting back at it and fucking I don't know if that's what fucked me up I don't know there it could be it could be so many things um I've been having like a like a massive energy leak like a just like a fucking like a gnarly fatigue that's kind of like accompanied with a mild depression but I don't like to claim I don't like to claim depression because like if you think I like in a lot of mental illness is like just perception you know it's just like if the way that you think and what you believe like so even with like a something as as simple as like a common cold like if you think you have a cold then you do if you think you have the flu then you do you know um so that's just that's like another thing about me is like I don't get sick because I don't and I know that like when I do and, and and I really don't but like if I do feel at least symptomatic of something like I know that there's something actually fucking wrong with me like really wrong um, but I've been, I don't know, like, the last few months have definitely been an exercise in empathy, um, and understanding that, like, I'd really, um, like, the, the, the more time that goes on, like, the more picky I am about the company that I keep, and just, like, having the right people around me all the time, which is not all, always my choice, um, unfortunately, and that's been, like, a problem, that's been, like, a huge problem lately, 
is that I can't, you know, like n- everybody can't really choose who they have around them all the time. Some people can actually, some people do have that luxury. I'd say maybe about like 1% of people in the entire world have that luxury that they can just like pick and choose, you know, everything about themselves, um, you know, like everything that they eat and everything that they do um, and, and, you know, where, where they'll be. So, I mean, like that, that, you know, I, I think it goes beyond privilege to have that kind of like power to, to control everything around you at all times. Um, but, you know, everything does have balance to it. So I know that with that power um, also comes, you know, like a, an other plethora of problems that, you know, people, 99% of people don't experience, <laughs> you know, that, that like those, that specific kind of lifestyle or that specific kind of power will come with, you know, its own issues and you know those kinds of issues that I'd I'd like to think some of us can't even imagine but I don't know I've been I've been um (laughs) I've been um I've been uh re-watching one of my favorite series of all times ever (laughs) and um and it's been such a long time um that it's almost like watching it like from the beginning new again like I I have a very little memory of the story or about certain happenings or things that happen so watching it from the pilot has been like um kind of helping me with this this very mild depression I call it a mild depression because it's not really like the fatigue is the thing that's bothering me I'm like holy shit I just don't have like like any physical energy you know um even it's been I don't know this has been my first week in like a long time that I've been like spotty I I am still actually like very very much gym every day a gym every day kind of person I'm trying to multitask I really am um (laughs) a gym I really don't usually do this with my computer open at all just because it gets distracting but um yeah I'm gonna try and talk and walk at the same time just because I've I'm like I'm trying to move this energy around me and I'm trying to figure out I'm I'm trying to figure out or maybe even just hear myself speaking out loud um about like what's bothering me and like I said everything everything kind of like came crashing down at the same time um I don't really talk about me anymore but this this one problem really has been a problem and um I don't know like I've just had so much anxiety I started to get I started to get this this uh this whatever's happening this like fatigue this heavy fatigue and like uh like a um like a burst of anxiety um and it like I didn't know at the time but I um was checking in with my mom about something and she told me that she um that she sent my son back to his father and that I mean like it just kind of clicked with me that like oh that's probably what's wrong with me because I was having all this like you know like heavy breathing and like my my heart was like jumping around like I was actually having palpitations and um and ever since and it could just be in my head but I've had this like heavy dread um with me this heavy dread about me and so I can't like I said that I was like in a really fast paced um like like doing things really fast um cleaning out this fucking computer and cleaning out my like my cloud and my hard drive and going through everything that I've been doing over the past two maybe three years and so that was like 
stressful enough but then like towards the end of that when I actually started like finishing things it was like um that (laughs) you know I got that bit of news and I haven't really been the same since I'm not gonna lie um (laughs) you know um but I was still for a while I was actually still like getting through things at least you know um I didn't really have like the the major loss of energy that I've been experiencing like and now I I know exactly how long it's been because it feels like forever um I I got a new roommate and like I, I I can't even say what it is like I've never even I don't think I've had this in a long time like I think I I like like you have it when you're a little kid when you're just like I just don't like this person I don't like somebody and I mean like with all the the issues that I've had and all the the problems and all the fighting that I've had with roommates like I'm not gonna like anybody around me anyway like after having to like physically fight and like go through like all the pretty much like psychological like terror that I've been put through in this environment like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like anybody around me anyway so I'm already on edge but like oh just when you have that when you have a feeling about somebody and what's weird is like the last one the last roommate really was really crazy like in in a way that I could not even have a fucking imagined at all but like I didn't have that feeling so it was almost like my my intuition was like off about that one I just didn't I was like oh you know she's vegan too she's really sweet and if she wasn't like she was just fucking not (laughs) um but yeah no I immediately just had this like no like (laughs) like I don't want I don't want to have this fucking person around me at all so I've been dealing with that and I'm not like it I'm not gonna lie I'm I'm more drained than I have been in a while um so I might have to cut this recording at least short they've been knocking on doors all day here like (laughs) I'm just talk about um since I'm talking about things that I don't like to fucking address or talk about um I don't know the the um shelter system or the HRA as it's called in um in New York City is of course because it's part of the system it's very broken um but one of the worst things about it is that they have no like there's there's almost no separation between the mental health system um also the jail system feeds into the homeless system the immigration system feeds into the homeless system um, and what's fucked up about this environment is that they don't have, um, like the staff does not necessarily have any, any formal or informal training in, in, um, in dealing with people with disabilities and mental health, um, issues. So what's crazy, and it really is crazy, is that I've had, um, jobs in behavioral health. Like I've worked in the mental health industry. I've also worked like in, you know, um, um, what's it called like federal prison (laughs) recovery security um so I've had like a lot of actual formal training in 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 working with people that are not necessarily always functional in the same way that we expect them to be in society now I'm not even saying that I'm functional um and what the fuck they're doing wellness checks like every five seconds now no nobody's well here um actually it's it's kind of been a uh like a I'm not gonna lie, it's it's been a hellhole lately. Um, it's been worse than usual, um, and maybe it should. I think it, it was it's weird. Like everything happened at once, like the turn of the seasons. Um, Hi.
I still didn't find it, but I'm still looking. No, at this point, I'm just going to fill out a grievance. Because, okay. I mean, like, it's been missing for over a month. And at this yeah. point, like, I have to, like, now I have to go take a new test. and To get it? Yeah, and I have to pay money. Like, it's a real ID. So, I mean, the fact that it hasn't come up, like, I can't submit any paperwork without it. So, so let me ask you this question. Because I know you said it was from California. Yeah, it's a California ID. Did you go to school out there? I mean, like, yeah, that's where I'm from. So, so I can't, I, had, I would have to fly back to LA, go to the DMV, and they would print me a new one at that point. But, but I can't just go online and get a, another one right, sent to me. But let's say, yeah. hypothetically, you went to a high school and you got your ID or you was working out there somewhere. No, it's a driver's license. Yes, look yeah. so somewhere that you needed to present it where they made a photocopy of it no i have pictures of it i have copies oh, of you it do have copies. yeah but but when it comes to like submitting paperwork for jobs and stuff they want an actual they, they want the physical copy and when it comes to the dmv yes. like if i just want a new york state yes. driver's license they want the they want the california the id yeah so i can't just give them a to, copy to get a copy of it yeah. From California using the copy, that's not possible? No, nothing. Like, oh, when it comes to submitting actual documents to the DMV or to anywhere, even, like, housing applications, they want the actual ID. The actual ID. Yep. So, I mean, like, at my my case manager just said to fill out a grievance. I don't, I don't really want to talk to her about it anymore because she gets mad at me, you know? And I don't want, like, I don't necessarily right. want to right. get her in trouble. Right. But at this point, but it's... Yeah, at this point, it's costing me money. And the real ID, yeah. you have everything for the real ID? Um, no, because they won't even accept a shelter letter as a um, as proof of address. So now I have to get my bank statements and stuff changed to the Van Sicklin address. And then um, what, because I don't have the California license with me, they're going to make me take the test. If I had my actual physical yeah, license, they right, they wouldn't make me take the test. But then um, my case manager said that it's going to take, I think it's like a six-week course or something. I have to pay for the course, and then I have to take the test on top of that. So Now let me ask you this question. Yeah. To get the real ID, before you get the real ID, that's the driver's license. You yeah. need for the driver's license purposes. Uh-huh. That's not going to and I have a passport and everything, but I don't always like to use that to travel. You know, the real ID is for traveling, um, like, you know, the, the TSA wants everything real ID now. It's mandatory. And if you was to go back to Cali and show your copy, would you be able to get it? I mean, yeah, but I'd still have to pay for it and then wait two weeks. I'd have to get a P.O. box. I'd have to reestablish my P.O. box since I let my P.O. PO box close. Right. So I'd have to get a P.O. box, have them send it to that P.O. box because they're not going to send it to a, a out-of-state so, I mean, like, I plan on doing that anyway because it's my California license and I just got it. Like, and it took me forever to get it transferred from my Alaska license. So... Oh, you Alaska? Uh-huh, yeah, okay. yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been a crazy process anyway. Well, I'm not giving up, but... Well, I appreciate you, I'm but I mean, like, up. I feel like if it's down there, it's buried, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's in some paperwork or files that's just, like... You Nobody know, like, I feel like I'm going to move before anybody finds it. No, and then, so. you know, you don't, you don't think yeah, so? It's just weird, like you said. Yeah. Weird, and then the, the change between the fourth and fifth floor, too, like, it could be anywhere. You know? So it's like... I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I appreciate you. No problem. Thank you, Miss Drew. Anyway, I'm almost never alone. <laughs> 
um, in the worst way possible. I've actually, I've actually never been this antisocial. I was always a little bit like, I don't know. There was a time where I just always needed and wanted people around me, and I get that a lot of people are, are like that. Um, it seems like actually everybody, everybody's like that. That like people. Oh, I don't. I hate the ghetto. I hate the fucking hood <laughs> so much. People are always on the phone. People always need to be on the phone. They need to be like connected to something or somebody. I think. I think maybe it's like a form of um, like what this is. Is it's like a form of uh. What's it called when you're disassoci- dissociation? Yeah, and I, and that's what I decided. This this uh, you know making these recordings is, is 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 kind of like a form of, is one is it functions as therapy when I'm not doing my my character play and my narrative episodes, <laughs> um, when I have just like honest, candid, talks like this, um, getting things off my chest. But yeah, um, I think <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, like, it all just kind of plays into one thing, um, is that being in the, you know, the right place around the right people is really, really important. So, I mean, like, moving on from this, I'm definitely changed in a lot of ways. Like, I'm, you know, really conservative about my time and my energy, like, really conservative. At this point, I'm getting more New York than California. (laughs) You know, California is more of like a... Like, you you just fake through it, but New York is, like, no bullshit, no nonsense, and I'm starting to develop that. I don't even necessarily like it. Um, I was in the elevator. I was in the elevator with this lady the other day, (laughs) and um, the fucked up thing about this place is, like, it's half regular hotel, half homeless shelter, but people don't know that. (laughs) And so, like, there's, like, the middle floors are a homeless shelter, but, like, the, 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 um, below levels and above levels are regular hotel well it used to be it used to be the below levels but then um they changed the below levels into a uh immigration shelter um because um you know it's uh, it's really hard not to be political and i'm not a political person but i think it's kind of messed up <laughs> i think it's kind of messed up that these corporations are like selling us out to like the the lowest bidder like because somebody can come from somewhere else and they think that $15 an hour is is a living wage and it might be for them because they they have so many people in their household um you know so it's it's kind of crazy um <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy um but you know we we are we do have another election coming up and that's I don't like being in the US when when we're in election season because everything becomes fucking about politics and I'm not necessarily not a supporter of immigration but I you know I've been seeing a lot of like actual American born citizens be put on the back burner um you know and so I don't know (laughs) I'm actually more of like a globalist when it comes down to it like we should actually figure out how to like streamline everything into just like one thing um but that's gonna take that's gonna take years and I think maybe this isn't the process of it but I don't know um, like I said, I'm trying not to be political at all and just like focus on music, but everything is, is, um, <laughs> is breaking down into like the most painful fucking recognition of like the times, you know, um, it's, it's not been cool. Um, <laughs> I really miss my kid. It's been a long time. Um, you know, like I said, things, things that you just don't talk about. So, 
uh, <laughs> things that I just don't talk about, uh, homelessness, people, actually, I actually was just on a Wikipedia page, um, <laughs> I was just on a Wikipedia page that actually classified anti-homelessness as a form of discrimination, um, which I didn't know was actually gonna ever be acknowledged, um, but I think it's more of a problem that, like, people that own property are just allowed to do this. Um, you know, people that own these big corporations are just allowed to, like, use people as, as you know, um, tools. <laughs> and so that's, like I said, it really is just all one thing. <laughs> the immigration problem and the homelessness problem are just one thing. The mental, the mental health um, and mental illness issue, it's all, it all feeds into one system. And I think because it, it doesn't really affect people that grew up with a certain amount of privilege. And at this point, it doesn't really have a color to it because there are people from all backgrounds that have this acquired wealth, um, you know, that have this, this privilege and this purpose and that, that kind of live in this exterior dimension from everything that I've been experiencing. Um, <laughs> a dimension that I hope to one day live in. Um, not, not even necessarily. I've kind of just like become a withdrawn person. Um, but the thing, that, the thing that I was saying now that I remember before, um, it's weird. All of a sudden they're doing like wellness checks, but I think it's because they just moved a whole bunch of people from the Bronx into this facility. And a lot of them have like, is, are not like a, a lot of people in the homeless system are not mentally stable at all. And so like, that's been <laughs> a lot of the reason um, between like the physical fights that I've had to be in and like the the issues you know is that um, mental illness is still so so it's such a sensitive subject um, just because I don't I don't think that psychology is actually developed enough to treat um, things like depression or even things like um, theories that are like um, genetic trauma um, you know, that have not necessarily been proven, um, but with enough, like, actual research into the subject could probably easily be like, yes, like, you can carry trauma from your ancestors, you know, there are certain things that stay in, in your DNA um, with you that you pass to your children, or, you know, with selective breeding, decide not to pass to your children, um, but that's, you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't think about selective breeding. A lot of people don't think about what they're doing when they procreate at all. Um, which is another thing that I've been noticing is that, like, some people are just, like, baby machines. And they don't really, they're, they're not really, like, aware of what they're doing. They're not, like, necessarily trying to have babies. They just do. And then they're, like, okay, well, I'm going to have this baby. And then I'm going to sell candy on the train with this baby. Which is fucking impossibly disgustingly unhealthy <laughs> like to have your newborn on a fucking packed subway train because you're selling fucking chocolate but it's allowed um it's completely allowed and um that's the kind of shit that i'm trying to distance myself from because it just it just becomes like a fucking anxiety and like a sickness um because i have to think about that <laughs> all the time so i don't know um, I'm also like super sober and super celibate so that's my choice and my problem I'm pretty sure that I could be somewhere in like on the middle of the spectrum <laughs> and just like smoke a little bit and drink a little bit and be like okay just like everybody else is but this is not it's not the time for that you know um, right now is more of just like the time of this like organization and trying to figure out like 
how like trying to design what the rest of my life looks like which is difficult um I mean like it isn't I have I have all the tools that I need to actually be a successful functional human person um (laughs) I've discovered that like I don't know my cleanliness is almost probably anal retentive um (laughs) I just rediscovered that word um but (laughs) it is it is you know like it's not really a problem if you don't have other people around to like look at it as that you know (laughs) like oh dang like well why why be um why be that way um (laughs) like I said I've been I've been like gnawing my way through all of Robert Greene's books um and he's an interesting person I I (laughs) I would not trust him for anything (laughs) but I do but I do trust his written works and um what was it oh like one of the one of the laws of power is like not to appear too perfect i know why now um is when you build yourself into this like this when you hold yourself to a certain standard of like perfection and then other people around you are not perfect they wonder why the fuck you're like that and then they try to like they band together to try to kill you um and he talks about that in he talks about that i think in war in the the 33 strategies of war and in um and in the 48 laws of power i think both of those books talk about how like if you if you hold yourself to a certain standard and other people notice that um they're more likely to like gang up on you and attack together and they and you know um the strength is in numbers so i mean more on that later but now also just because I watched Idiocracy, <laughs> and I realized that that has been a self-fulfilling prophecy that, um, I don't know, along the same lines of those things is like, like, it, people of the same vibration will, like, always overrule <laughs> whatever else is, you know, um, either lower or higher, thankfully, I think that's how we find balance, but, like, I don't, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm having a hard time, like, I'm just having a hard time altogether, um, but especially with music, just because I just don't see myself, like, where anything fits, um, especially just this journey of just, like, well, I'm very, very, um, post-racial, but, you know, in this urban environment where, this this music and this culture is developed in one way because of this culture's oppression but then on the other side of things they it's it's not like dance music is very whitewashed and very very um elitist <laughs> like it, it just is like you know not necessarily saying that in a negative way but it is it's very very it's it's like a closed circuit um and at first i used to keep that kind of to myself until I started reading books that talk about it, like talk about the the separation of dance music from one thing to another through monetization. Like once once record companies started realizing that they could make large amounts of money on like house music and techno and and all of the things that we have um, in EDM, it became it became corporate. And when it became corporate, it of course became um, you know, like it, it pretty much became a, a a monopolized industry. And so it's kind of hard not, it's it's like hard to find my niche. So I get depressed a lot, like making music, which makes me happy. <laughs> making music makes me happy. Um, but finding how, how or why there's a reason to even 
try to make a career out of it. Like I'm a I'm a good DJ and I can give myself that. I can pat myself on the back and say that like okay, like I'm I'm good at mixing. I do I do <laughs> I do decent um when I'm behind the decks, but it's the the next level being like an actual music producer. Like there are so many I don't know, there's so much depth to it. Um <laughs> and there's and it really there's almost no depth to like the actual like monetization of music like okay this is the way to write a hit song this is like like you know like how music is capitalized on now is like that you have to make music for a certain group of people who are actually gonna invest in it and that type of music is not even necessarily the kind of music that is natural (laughs) like for me to make like you know um so i don't know i'll eventually find like a happy medium um eventually (laughs) this girl this girl down the hall sounds like hillary from fresh prince of bel-air and it's really funny until it isn't um (laughs) but but she does um and apparently she's from staten island here's another statistic since i'm talking about things that you shouldn't talk about or things that I, i don't normally talk about is that New York, which is the most diverse city in the United States of America, is also the most segregated city in the United States of America. So um, people, I don't know, the the racism in the United States at all is just, like, sickening. <laughs> but the racism in New York City, like, takes it to another level of, like, you stay over there, and we'll stay over here. And it's not even just, like, them versus us. It's, like, all the colors just want to be, like, with their themselves. Like, nobody wants to be diverse. Like, neighborhoods, like, <laughs> they have neighborhoods that are painted entire colors. Like, no, this is an Asian neighborhood. <laughs> this is an Indian neighborhood. And this, like, I'm like, why the, f- what, what? Like, where is it diverse? <laughs> like, and, seg- and, like, not segregated, but, um, you know, there's really no answer. Because it's more segregated by, like, money and privilege <laughs> like, uh, I've run into like more than more than one like group of like parents that are like getting apartments for their kids going to college and I'm just like holy shit like your mom's gonna pay for your apartment while you go to college <laughs> the rent is more than two hundred dollars that's nuts um <laughs> you know I don't know um if I could take back a lot of things I would like about my my past but I can't take them back and so I mean like at this point I think the thing that's getting unhealthy for me is just kind of being like well I deserve this like I deserve homelessness I deserve to be in a shelter surrounded by people who are not necessarily um (laughs) functional because I'm dysfunctional in some kind of way but then when I literally meditate on it when I think about it because I have to I have to like do deep breathing exercises with the amount of anxiety that I've been having um like a lot of in through the nose and out through the mouth and for a while going to the gym every day was actually helping me but um I don't know it started to actually not be I'm gonna move away from the door because it's just been constant fucking commotion out there all day um constant constant commotion constant restlessness um a lot of fucking drama um and like i said in a world in a world of perception oh my god shut up in a world of perception it's really important not to have fucking 
things around you all the time that are that are bringing you down that are making you negative and so this place has been like I just I just feel so fucking like I feel fucked up at this point and I I wasn't feeling this bad before but it's been like a whole new level a level of not cool um and I don't know I I just fucking I don't want to give my ex that much power and say that like oh well because my son is with my ex and I know how my ex is like this is the effect that that's having on me is him being with him is make is like that's my son that's my baby I love him I love him to the edge of the earth and back or however the fuck you say it there's so much going on right now there's so much going on right now and I can't even I can't even write with the energy that I've been having it's gnarly um the 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 latest roommate that they gave to me is just like fucking I don't know what it is but it's like a it's like a pain in my body um just being around this person and like even her stuff so um it's been kind of hard to fucking to get it together because I just don't even like uh, it's it's hard um everything's been really really hard and um like I said in the beginning of this everything happened around the same time the turn of the season oh my god that was so much energy outside oh I don't like it I don't like being here at all and I don't really have a choice like it doesn't get much better when I go out like even to work out like I said working out was helping me for a while but this hotel is so far from everything that like sitting on the train for an hour or two hours or whatever is not helping you know um especially with that coffee thing still going on it's just it's not like I feel like my own universe is attacking me and like I said it could be I'm still learning a lot about um esoterics or you know certain certain parts of like ritual magic just to try to continue to protect myself from whatever might have happened um I don't know I don't like I said I don't want to give my ex that much power that like that can happen but like my you know my whole son is with him that's my blood that's my hair that's those are my eyes you know so I do feel like that's maybe having an effect like on me directly and that you know even if it is just something in my head just knowing that he was back in Alaska um and I didn't know actually I didn't know but I was like I was sick that whole day um and having like palpitations and then um yeah I texted my mom something she texted me back like oh well (laughs) she texted me back that um my son had left and it made sense because um because of the way that I was feeling and of course you know um I put up with my mom as much as much as as much as I have needed to um I feel like her having my son was kind of like owning up for for (laughs) for things that she said and she did to me um that I've I've kind of moved into forgiveness I guess about but not really, because I'm just, you know, she was supposed to have at least told me, like, hey, he's leaving on this day, um, you know, and didn't, you know. She she 
has a tendency to do things like that so I don't know um at this point it's just like almost like a non-factor because I I can't do anything but move past it but I don't think um I don't know I think I think there's like a real actual physical like bond between a a child and their mother like even you know even if I I don't know um like I said I'm having issues with my synesthesia it gets to be really 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 painful when I'm in stressful situations this has been increasingly stressful um it went from like being warm every day or being like warm enough to like being cold pretty much in an instant <laughs> like this is really all happened around the same time like my son went back to alaska it got cold um i had been um i had been going through like all this all of my recordings everything that I, everything that i did like work wise or music wise like being homeless like <laughs> all the recordings that I took at all the campgrounds uh from all the airports that I was ever in um all my time in Mexico um all the pictures all the recordings everything that just ended up in the cloud so that when I actually got serious about being in Ableton every day and I have been really serious about like learning more of the program and giving myself wings with it um just cuz it's i like i like it i love making music you know maybe not love it like <laughs> i love the finished project i love the feeling of like performance we'll just say that cuz it's like with every song i finish the more i have to mix and you know um cuz i i you know i like it i'm i'm terrible at this like i'm scared to say that i love anything anymore um just because like any t- any anything that i love gets taken away or just like stepped on or just like you know <laughs> like it changes once i start to love something like it changes and then goes away um very quickly so i try not to like attach to things or like say that i love things or people especially <laughs> um like i'm just like not even painfully single anymore i like being single um i won't say i love it <laughs> um i actually do but get it that was a joke either way um man that took me off track there's been so much gnarly shit like and i hate being around it because it just makes me feel like i'm like not a put together person when i'm left alone though i am and so it's like i have this time where i can actually like be myself and love myself because i'm alone and then other people get thrown into it and i'm just i feel like so useless and devastated and fucking um <laughs> you know hungry like not, not even hunger just like an anxiety um you know just like an anxiety to fill this emptiness um this void so i don't i don't know i don't really want to be around other people or at least the kind of people that i've had the ability to be around um i do believe that likeness is what you you know attract so in in a lot of ways i must be fucked up you know um because ever everyone around me has been fucked up <laughs> and so i mean like there are some things that i could admit that like yes i'm <laughs> i'm a very broken person 
Um, but I don't know. I've been around a lot of people with like mental illness that's not just mild. It's not a mild depression. Um, you know, with with this stuff and it, it, the worst thing about it is a lot of this trauma has more to do with like genetics and oppression. Um, which would make me want to go back to school and study it if if <laughs> if I had an interest in understanding, but it's not I don't know. I don't really take any interest in in mulling over a history. From what I understand, like the world has always been at war. We are always hating each other. We're always destructive. We're always racist. <laughs> like this is just the way that society has been. Like there's always a separation of the classes. Like, well, the the rich people do this and the poor people do that, and then the people in the middle just work all the time. <laughs> um, and, and they're programmed to do it. They're programmed to be proud of the fact that they work all the time, even though they're, like, miserable and they, like, go against their intuition and their bodies and their spirits. Like, it's it's so weird that, like, people do that just because everyone else is. Everyone else is doing it, so that must be the right thing. But, like, morally, I think I've developed enough to understand that, like, no, it's, it's like, the very wrong thing. Um, so the the... The depression that's been accompanying uh, accompanying this fatigue is just kind of like gnarly in the way that I I'm kind of like okay with leaving the world behind and not suicidal in the way it's like oh my god I'm gonna do it but it's it's like I don't mind the idea of death and dying so much because there's not anything worth it <laughs> you know there's not anything worth it to me. Um, you know, besides my son, who I love very, very much. Um, but, you know, uh, like I'm paying child support to somebody who beat me almost to death. That sucks. So, <laughs> like, I like mm, it, it feels kind of like being charged for being punched in the face um, repeatedly, you know. Um, so at this point, I don't mind being called crazy because I am. That shit makes me crazy. And it's not just about the money. It's about the fact that, like, I'm mostly just not even allowed to speak with my son. <laughs> and I still have to pay. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I always have had kind of a soft spot in my heart for, like, the fathers who have had to go through this. But, like, I don't know. It's it's something just a little bit different. And even though I'm I'm a huge supporter of... of you know, the feminine cause, I can't say I'm a feminist, because I don't, like, I'm a mother, you know, <laughs> like, I, I don't think it's equal at all, um, I don't, I don't even think we're the same species sometimes, but when it comes down to it, like, that's, it's, it's just not right what's happening to me, um, in the way that, like, I, you know, like, I'm made, and and made to feel guilty about not being with my baby, but I did everything in my power to try to be there, and then I still can't be. So that shit hurts. But uh, and I'm paying for it like money um, to somebody who fucking put his hands on me, and that's not right either. Um, and there's in like in the adult world, <laughs> like in school, you can like tell on somebody be like hey like this is not right and like teachers or somebody's gonna fucking take care of it you know but in the adult world like nobody really gives a shit about 
that kind of thing. Like, there's nobody that you can just fucking be like, hey, like, this person is shitty. Like, okay, like, people are shitty. In fact, in the adult world, it's mostly your fault for, like, picking that person or for being with that person. But to me, I've changed so drastically from the person that I was when I made that selection to the person that I am now that, like, <laughs> I don't know. I can't do anything about it except for kind of, like, move on. Um... And, like, hope the best for me. And hope that, like, me and my son see each other in the future. And that's why I keep preserving myself. And um, as suicidal as I become, I'm not that, like, I'm not really trying to leave, you know? Um, Just because I think, especially because of this very rough beginning, um, eventually, (laughs) eventually he's going to need me. Um, not only that, eventually he's going to want to be around me and want to get to know me. And by the time that happens, like, I just want to be, um, the right person for him and a good example and somebody that you would want to be around, you know, um, and somebody that he can be proud of because that's, that's honestly actually why I even started losing weight (laughs) in the first place is because I wanted him to be like proud of me and not embarrassed um, you know, um, of me, and he still might be embarrassed of me, because that's how kids are, um, you know, there's everything that I've done up to this point is probably pretty embarrassing, um, (laughs) you know, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter, um, in the end, I think what matters is that I'm there when he needs me, and I feel like he needs me now, but there's nothing that I can do about it. So there's nothing that I can do to try to control the situation. I just have to f- kind of, you know, take it. Um, and I honestly never saw myself going through this. I never saw myself being in an abusive relationship, being in like a violent situation at all. Like nobody sees that for themselves. But I mean, like I, I really did get blindsided. Um, I talk about my friend Jessie sometimes because she's she's funny <laughs> uh, I really do love her and even though she like hates me now um and it's kind of fucked up that I ended up moving to New York City she's like obsessed with New York City and she's like I just want to move to New York I'll even move to New Jersey because it's close enough but like no it isn't <laughs> it is not <laughs> New York is New York and New Jersey is New Jersey and if you go back and forth every day which a lot of people do that's crazy, um, you know, but a lot of people go back and forth between San Diego and Tijuana every day for work, um, I don't know, what this is all boiling down to is it's kind of getting, kind of getting crazy that, like, people can do that, like, your threat for not working hard enough or for not making enough is just, like, that you will end up without a place to live, even though there are places to live, but, (laughs) like, you just can't have one, because you didn't do it right, and I feel like that is, um, I, I, I don't, I don't know the political word for it, I've been learning a lot of politics, like, um, totalitarian, I think, I think that's what it is, I can't, I don't know, I can't, I don't know, but, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of wrong, is that you can just, like, well, you don't have a place to live, um, so, yeah, I guess I am anti- I'm not anti-homeless, I'm anti-homelessness, because it just should should not be legal for, for anybody, it shouldn't have to happen to anybody, um, 
at all and this is not one of those PSAs I don't even know when I'm airing this season this is definitely um this is definitely the last of it I feel like I'm I'm getting like shit on over and over again just for having this series um so I gotta put an end to it at some point and um I'm doing, like, with everything else that I'm doing, I'm also doing my best to just kind of make this, like, the most organized season, um, possible. (laughs) I can't, I don't know, um, I can't really promise anything. Um, I'm in just, like, such a state of, of, uh, being that everything is, is kind of painful to me, just, like, the existing in my reality. Um, to the point that, like, it, it's funny, because being an artist, sometimes pain will actually be beneficial. It's beneficial to you, because it's like, wow, I wouldn't sing that song like that if I didn't feel that way, you know, or I wouldn't have gotten this performance. Like, there are entire mixtapes that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for something prompting me to act that way or do that way, and because I just don't, you know, I don't make playlists, I don't plan, (laughs) I don't plan my mixtapes. Um, and I've been really, really tentative about getting behind the decks again just because it's a vicious cycle, this DJ shit. Um, and we still live in a world where it's everybody's trying to be a DJ. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of levels to it. So I'm I'm trying to actually um you know, I'm I'm trying to do my best at it so I can't just like on a whim. Like, I have to outright, I, th- I hope, I hope that I can outright buy Serato. Um, but then it's like, they're, they're, like I said, it's levels. Like, I tried to perform at this one place, and then I found out that I couldn't because I, I uh, ripped all my music from, like, YouTube. And so she was like, oh, no, you have to buy it or get Beatport. But I don't use Beatport because I use Serato, and Serato won't let you record your mixtapes if you're using Beatport. So, so I'm like, fuck that. So it's like, I actually have to buy more music. And I did this like a couple years ago. I spent like a few, like maybe, maybe a thousand dollars, like maybe, maybe 1500 total, you know? Cause I was like, oh, an album here, 20 here, 20 there, 50 here, 50 there, 100 here, 100 there. <laughs> and, um, and that got me through for a while, but like, uh, you know, like now it's time to do that again, and that is expensive. Um, especially just because I'm not, I'm not really playing gigs. Um, I'm not actively playing gigs, and I'm not really open to taking gigs that are, um, not like below me. But I'm not open to like taking gigs that are not, um, that are gonna make me unhappy, in the way that I see it as a job now. And so I, I don't really want to take. Uh, you know, I don't, um, I don't really want to play R&B for four hours, you know, um, and I think that got to be apparent, which is how my last gig ended, but still, the way that that club owner did it, like, last minute was not cool, and, um, it was, like, last minute on the day of the performance, like, hey, don't show up, I was like, what, and then, like, never, I, you know, like, never went, never got to go back, because he's like, oh, I'll call you, I'll call you next week to come, never mind like okay but at the same time like deep inside I I was definitely not feeling it like I didn't want to be there um you know and even if you act a certain way certain people can you know people can feel feel your vibration so I think that that was felt um you know um and I haven't really gone back into the the 
you know, the DJ world since I've just been trying trying not to be homeless, um, which means working, but also figuring out, like, okay, like, if I'm going to do this, it has to be, like, music that I actually enjoy, okay, I actually enjoy dance music, um, you know, and so just kind of finding my way into actually, like, where I'm supposed to be, um, where I'm supposed to be, um, not Queens, is <laughs> as great as it is, it's a wonderful borough, but it's not my borough, um, you know, it's, it's just been eye-opening, I don't know, I call Queens Karma City, so I feel like there is, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of reflection that I've been doing, and there's a lot of lessons that I've been learning, a lot of, like, <laughs> like some for some reason like old old souls and old spirits that are mad at me that wanted their fucking you know (laughs) wanted their chance to punch me in the face and they got it um so that has been happening um but it's just mostly being in like a toxic environment at this point i'm doing like everything i can to like i'm in survival mode again you know like just kind of keeping um keeping what's left of my sanity safe Um, and not really, like, worrying about, um, how I look, not really worrying about what people think about me, um, just doing the most I can to, like, take care of my body, um, which actually means not being in the gym as frequently, um, (laughs) surprisingly, I think I did take it a little bit too far for me, I realized that some people can run, like, six, seven miles a day, and it's, like, normal for them, but, like, I don't know, um, being formerly, like 380 pounds and then being so drastic about being in the gym every day like I look great I'm not gonna lie (laughs) um I like the way I like the shape that my body is taking I'm really really proud of the work that I've done um but lately again everything kind of happened at the same time my son went back to Alaska that like I felt something die inside of me um and I still have that feeling the seasons changed I have always struggled with seasonal affective disorder um like that's why I didn't you know like being in Alaska ever (laughs) um you know I, I ended up leaving for other reasons but seasonal affective disorder is a real thing a lot of people die from it every year um you know it's also a super super right wing state and they just don't like people of color (laughs) up there which is hilarious because the people the indigenous people of alaska are people of color so it's kind of funny um to hear um you know all these like rednecks will be like oh the natives this and the natives that and it's like yo dude you're like chilling on the land where the natives lived for like hundreds of thousands of years before you got here all you can do is complain about them which is kind of like the entire united states (laughs) um yeah, no, I, I heard this dude talking on the train, and he's like, oh, and it was almost like he was talking loud, like like he wanted everybody on the train to hear him, and I hate this. <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, all off the backs of brown people, he was very white, like very white with the fucking, it must be like a trend in white world to have a horrible mustache right now, because it seems like everybody has a horrible fucking mustache in white world. <laughs> this dude was like, "Yeah, all off the ba- all off the backs of brown people, all off the backs of brown people," and then got off the train in Queens. And I was like, "What the fuck, dude? Shut up! <laughs> like, if you can't do anything about it, stop talking about it. Like, we don't need activists. 
that are not active. <laughs> um, and I think it's kind of I think it's kind of crazy how some some people can be more passionate about the oppression of others than people in the actual culture are. Because now that I've lived in the actual culture, like most people in this culture are like proud of their oppression. I'm not going to fucking lie about that. <laughs> like most black people are very proud um, of the oppression and almost use it as like a soapbox. So like, I don't know. Um, at this point, it's just it's separated past the point of fucking, like, you know, like, there, it's gonna take an entire new generation to, like, fix what's broken. Like, it, maybe even their children's children. Um, cause by then everybody, everybody will be all mixed in together. That's, you know, the, the next generation is actually the post-racial generation. Um, but yeah, no, I'm actually, like, it's actually becoming like a physical sickness, this, this, um, this separation, um, and the constant reminder of, like, the, the history and the oppression, like, I just, get me off the slave ship, like, <laughs> it's not funny anymore, um, you know, constantly having to fucking think about it <laughs> at all, um, so I'm trying to just keep at this point just trying to keep myself safe like I don't want to be an activist I don't want to be in politics like I don't care enough because because nobody cares that much so I'm not saying that there should be someone to care like no there are other things to worry about at this point um (laughs) one of the one of the places that I frequent Whole Foods Market um there's a there's a giant clock that's counting backwards to like the amount of like energy that's left in the world and it's like not that much (laughs) and there are like no sanctions on like population there are no like i don't know like people care too much about freedom (laughs) and have almost none of it and it's nuts people are like you can't tell people not to have children and i'm like yeah but there's literally not space (laughs) like there's space but there's not stuff like there's not that we don't have places to put them like this it's an energy crisis that's what the clock says it's like a climate something but like the whole the the world is in an energy crisis so maybe that's what i'm feeling in my body because i almost feel like sometimes i can't even open my eyes um i feel like i can't breathe and i mean like yes this is very very um these are symptoms of like classical mental illness classical depression at the same time there is really no cure for it there are only things that can kind of help um you know um i've i've never heard a success story on of antidepressants ever um i've never heard of anybody actually being cured um of bipolar I've never heard of anybody actually like overcoming schizophrenia because you can't because psychology is not really developed on this planet enough or society is actually just built in such a way that it's like anti-intuitive that we're causing mental illness just in the same way that the system and the way that it's built and developed is causing homelessness it's it's not something that can not be fixed it's it's something that we're doing on purpose um, because it's it's like a threat, you know, um, and homelessness is is kind of like a death sentence if you can't get out of it. Um, you know, there's there's no way to take care of yourself if you don't have a place to do it. 
so I've learned a lot from this process I'm still learning um <laughs> I'm I'm very much in a painful place I've been trying to fuck around making some beats and stuff but just for the most part like I feel sad um <laughs> I've been petting people's fucking dogs in public cause it's just like one of the only things that feels good anymore um <laughs> you know um yeah the vibe is just not right I've been burning as much sage and palo uh santo as possible but <laughs> at a certain point it does feel like I'm burning money like literally burning money cause I'm like oh okay well if this <laughs> this palo santo is two dollars a stick and this sage is five dollars a bundle I th- I'm <laughs> you know I'm starting to think very economically um very very economically in the way that like um I don't know I only have so much energy which says that I'll only ever have so much money you know everybody wants to live the American dream which is like being rich and famous which is why we've pretty much just allowed a hundred thousand people who are not born here to come and have our benefits is because people are kind of stuck in their whole well I want to work for me and so everybody is doing like the free enterprise thing and everybody has their own business everybody has their own label everybody's doing things independently and their side hustles and their youtube channels and their fucking influence this and their fucking this that you know (laughs) and nobody's really wanting to work at walgreens anymore so walgreens finds it a lot more effective um to be able to have people you know who are very very willing um because i have lived outside of this country who are very very willing to take 15 dollars an hour because you know 15 of our dollars is like three thousand of theirs sometimes you know it depends um the further south you go of the border like the less (laughs) like the less the currency the local currency actually is you know until you get to certain other places like Brazil. I think somebody somebody from uh, Sao Paulo, um, before I even left LA, um, somebody from like Brazil told me that it was pretty much just as expensive to live um, in the capital of Brazil as it was in, uh, as it is in LA, which I think is nuts. But then I got to New York City and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what kind of job you have if you can afford $20,000 a month for rent. Like, that doesn't even actually make sense to me. Um, <laughs> you know, and any apartment that you can rent for, like, 2000 Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I've been thinking about trying stand-up comedy, but it's not funny. Like, when I actually think about it, like, I'm laughing, but only because I'm about to cry. And it's it's funny in an observational way to think about like holy shit like this is a two thousand dollar shithole but that's the reality of it and they want you to make eighty thousand just to fucking live in it eighty thousand a year that's definitely two jobs if you don't i don't know like i don't know what people are doing for their money around here um but when i do hear from or talk to working class new yorkers um or just working class Americans at all. Like, nobody really makes enough um, for anything. And everybody wants the same thing, which is more money. Um, you know, or to be really pretty so that you don't really have to do anything. Um, that's what I want, actually. When I think about it, I'm like, geez. I wish I just had, like, a really nice body. 
Um, I, I like my body is nice. It's actually kind of incredible, but it's not perfect. Because um, it's just, it's amazing to me how perfect people don't have to do anything but exist. Um, and they just get taken care of. Um, so, so that's been my goal, but I feel like it, it, I might have to cross a couple lifetimes, um, you know, to do that (laughs) or just like stumble upon a bag. Like, don't give me $50,000. Like I will give it to the top plastician in Beverly Hills for plastic surgery so that I could live my thirties the way that I should, um, (laughs) you know, um, as a, as an actual human being, um, (laughs) as an actual human being so yeah that is my rant about everything (laughs) that is my rant about everything um yeah I've been feeling really shitty and not like not like I want to do anything but I also have a really hard time doing nothing and it's like it does astound me that people can just lay in bed all day and people do I've watched them like that's interesting to me I mean it's not interesting it's very irritating and annoying but I mean some people can do that also I have not been in the right vibe to get much done for oh it's been about a week I've been struggling (laughs) I've been struggling um and it's not cool it's like affecting everything like I can't meditate like every time I try and get into a deep breathing like something chaotic will happen so I don't know I I just like I've been praying um and praying you know um my kid has my eyes and his dad is a psycho and at this point I'm a psycho so I mean you know um it seems like to me um it's like an age-old story if this is you know it pretty much never ends it's always one thing versus another so as much as I just wanted to have, like, a happy ending, well, happy ending divorce, um, as much as I just kind of wanted it to be, like, a really peaceful parting of ways, I think somebody's always going to be more hurt than the other person in these situations. Like, somebody's always going to want revenge, or somebody's always going to want a grunge, and it took me reading pretty much, I think, I think I still have, uh, the laws of human nature to read, but I've read excerpts of it. I've read all the other um, Robert Greens, And um, it's kind of interesting to see that, like, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think my marriage or my relationship was ever really happy because this person was using these laws of power against me in a relationship. And so seeing me as the enemy of, of, of like, needing to, to control and to, you know, crush me is, has been my experience with this person. Um, I don't know. I've just been learning my peace, my peacefulness about me and, and how much I have to be pushed just to even start fighting. Um, but at this point, it has been... Um, I don't know. I can't go back. I can't fix it. I can't change things. Um, Well, I mean, like, I can change me. But um, so far, it's just not over. So I think that's going to be something that's probably going to keep on... uh, Keep on bothering me until it's not. I don't know how to get out of it. So, uh, 
let's see, that's the end of this recording. Talked about everything I possibly can. I don't know. It's a really terrible energy. For the most part, I just want to have this body, but I don't see that happening.